What up, y'all? Welcome again. Or if it's your first time listening, just welcome. And thank you for checking out the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black man from New York City. I appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Hey, if you enjoy this episode, hook a brother up with a five-star rating. And if you're feeling truly generous, hook me up with a dope review. Now, on to a segment I'd like to call The Hunter's News. Okay, so after passing the Senate and the House with overwhelming bipartisan support, President Trump signed the Great American Outdoors Act into law last week. Now, what exactly is the Great American Outdoors Act? Well, the law is designed to provide the national park system with billions of dollars over the course of five years. It'll provide 900 million. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> It'll provide 900 million annually from oil and gas revenues to the Land and Water Conservation Fund, which basically protects historically and environmentally significant sites. Now, a lot of supporters of the act believe that the passing of this legislation will create at least 100,000 jobs while restoring our national parks. The creation of 100,000 jobs is a good thing. All right. And in other hunting news, New York State kicked off sales of hunting licenses and permits as of August 10th. Uh, I'm excited about that, y'all. Now, with the start of license sales, the state also started the use of DECALS, which stands for DEC, Automated Licensing System. Basically, it's the state's way of allowing hunters the opportunity to purchase their tags online. So if you're looking to hunt New York State and you can't get to a license issuing agent like your local bow shop, decals is an awesome option. I'll make sure I post a link to that in the show notes. And uh, that's all I've got for y'all this week. Let's kick off this show with some intro music. Welcome everyone to episode 34 of When the Hunt Calls. I'm your host Cliff Cadet and this week I'm excited to have a fellow New Yorker on the podcast. His name is Louis Lau. He's a 29 year old hunter from the Boogie Down Bronx. He's an accomplished waterfowler. The dude absolutely loves it. He loves hunting ducks and geese, but don't get it twisted. He's a deer hunter too. Now, I really enjoyed this interview mainly because it felt like I was just chopping it up with one of my boys on the block. Now, a quick disclaimer, how Lewis and I talk during this interview may kind of offense up, but I honestly can't apologize for it. It's how we speak where we're from. So put on your big boy or big girl pants and just listen to us speak and really learn about this dude's love of hunting. I'm on the line with Lewis Lau, um, a brother that I just literally uh, just came across um, Instagram um, yesterday. Um, brother hit me up. Uh, DMing me about a, a spot to go to the, to get his bow worked on and he's now on the phone with me alright and here's why alright so when when Lewis uh, hit me up yesterday um, I took a, a deep dive into his uh, Instagram page and what I found was that this brother was in the duck hunting now um, initially I thought alright this dude ain't even from New York come to find out he is from New York and when I thought he was from upstate New York, come to find out brothers from the Bronx. Here's the deal. I'm not used to seeing that. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Louis Lau to When the Hunt Calls. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. Nah, nah, man. Thank you for taking the time out to speak to me. So, like I like I was mentioning, all right, um, you are from the Bronx, born and raised, correct? Born and raised. Born and raised. All right. Bronx. <laughs> 69th Street, Third Avenue, Washington right. Projects. Oh, from the PJs on top of that, my listeners yeah, are gonna get a kick out of that. From the trenches, <laughs> man. From the trenches. No doubt, no doubt. So, so here's the deal. Um, all right, I'm not used to seeing that. All right, because uh, me, me myself wanting to get into into bow hunting and whatnot, um, being a person of color and whatnot. Somebody last year on another podcast referred to me as a unicorn, <laughs> saying that <laughs> bro brothers, brothers from big cities 
um, don't necessarily hunt, you know, are few and far between. And pretty much um, not not knocking anyone at all. Um, everyone I've come across in New York, in New York City, that hunts is pretty much white. You know what I'm saying? And yep. and um and those are those are the people, you know, I've been learning from picking break. Well, not the only people, but I've been learning stuff about. So how does a dude from the Bronx get into duck hunting? So that pretty much started with uh my neighbor who uh was like a uncle figure to me. I, I used to call him in Spanish. We call it Theo as an uncle. So that's how long he his. I, his wait wait his wait 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 wait. Hang on one second. I don't mean to cut you off. Where are you from, nationality wise? I'm Puerto Rican and Chinese right. and Indian. Oh, oh, oh wow! I'm nice Mark. mix. <laughs> nice yeah. mix. That's like me. I'm Cuban and Haitian. Get out of here! I thought you was Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cubano y Haitiano. Ah. Uh, all right. All, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. So, dude, um, that was that you considered your uncle. Yep, my uncle. So, his mom used to babysit me. Um, her name was Gloria. I actually got it tatted on my chest. I end up, you know, she's like a grandmother to me. Like she, she's from the age of six, seven. They used to uh, babysit me, and um. I was young and he never, like, I used to see him hunting and I used to always, when he used to bring his deer, his skull, his uh, European, like, you know, turn them into European mounts uh, right in his, and in, in, literally in the kitchen in the South Bronx, in the projects. My man Damn. used to butcher his deer up there and then he used to, what he used to bring was the, the skull and everything and do the European mount and I used to watch him. And um, I was still young. Right, I knew that it was a deer, but I really didn't like. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't get into my head how he how it ended up. And then when I went to his room, because he didn't like anyone in his room, you know, I see the deer, the sheep. Um, he had two deers and a sheep, and then his little collections of all his European mounts. And um, I was just curious, curious, curious. And then he used to go fishing a lot, so. I started off like that. I, I always used to help him bring his um his his equipment downstairs to his to his car. You know, he used to give me five dollars. And one day, I just told him, "Hey, keep the five dollars. I want to learn how to fish and hunt." And started with fishing. He taught me fishing. I used to go fishing with him. And then one day, he had an old bear white tail bow, compound bow like this. Mm -hmm. No let off nothing. That it was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> he said, "If you pull it back, you can have it." And I'm telling you, this was set up for like eighty pounds. Damn! So he made it hard for me. Like he he maximizes because he didn't think I was serious. And one shot, I said, "Bloop!" I drew it back and I held it there for like a couple minutes because I was a big, a little a chubby boy. So he started. He looked at me like. What the, what the, can we curse? Yeah, go right ahead, uh, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, what the fuck? He's like, not even my, my brother-in-law can pull that back and you pulled it back. And he started, the joke was, um, they call me, uh, 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 how do you say? It? I think it was like a bionic, a bionic baby or something like that, joking around. <laughs> yeah. And every time his brother-in-law comes back, he says, yo, draw the bow. He couldn't draw it back. And then I drew it back. He's like, watch this. Louie, come here. And I'll draw it back and they'll joke on him. Oh, that, so, that's what's up. Yeah. So I was still of, uh, I wasn't of legal age yet. So um, for about two years, I started practicing. You know, he got me the that bow and then he got me a little PSC. Uh, and it was like outdated. I used to get hand-me-downs. Mm -hmm. um, and then I graduated to a PSC, which still was outdated by a couple years. And then I got a MQ-32. And the MQ-32 I started hunting with. That was mm -hmm. the first bow I used to hunt. Um, and I was not, as soon as I got, I took my, uh, as soon as I drew it back, I told him I want to, uh, I really want to hunt or whatnot. He took it serious and I went and got my safety course. I got the hunter safety course and a bow. And then after that, I started hunting. I hunted the first uh, couple years. I didn't get anything. Mm -hmm. um, then I, I turned out to be, I I turned out to be a trophy hunter. 
I wouldn't shoot nothing. I wanted a buck. I wanted my first buck. And even little bucks, I, I didn't take, I didn't shoot little bucks. Like my uncle was like, hey, like you got to shoot something for your first buck. And I was like, I used to watch. I think he over, he, he over trained me. Like I didn't care about a doe. I didn't care about nothing. I used to say my mindset was if the does are here during the rut, I have more chances. The more does are in heat. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the mentality I had. I was like, I can get a dough at the end of the at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I I ate my tag. I, I ate my tag for many many years. I I still haven't harvested my first buck yet. Damn! But you've har- you've harvested a couple of does. Like you could wait till the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. Said, and then, get your does. Yeah. But it, but then, it's, like, I'll, but it's over, the, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Ahead. No, no, I was like, because no, if you if you think about it, if you think about it, if you if you if let me put it in, in a ways I know you understand, if you got a boy and all he's about is the females, mm-hmm. you're know saying, and you're looking for your boy, he's like, all right, where them females at? Because you know yeah. that's where he's gonna be at. So it's the oh. same thing. So you knew if he, if eventually you you could get a doe, that's not a problem. So but you figure wherever the doe's at, the buck's gonna be at. So you just wait and buy your time. Yep. Yep. All right. Bet. Oh. Bet. And and to me, it made sense, you know. But then at the same time, I used to never shoot nothing because we had meat in the freezer. I'm not going to shoot something to shoot it and kill it just to kill it. I I only harvest what I'm going to eat. So by the time that it came that, you know, I started seeing bucks. And even if I wanted to, you know, I could have shot a little one. But still, like, I always had that mentality, let the little bucks grow. Like, I used to watch... um, videos like from uh the jury brothers like their first when they first started um peter fiducia which is a legend in my eyes like that's one of my favorite peter fiducia is one of my favorite honors um i grew up watching his um his cassette like i'm talking about the videos cassette players that's how (laughs) you're not you're not not the first person to tell me that that you know especially on, on vhs because i was just about to ask you how'd you watch them because you know growing up in, in, in our hood you know what I'm saying even if you had cable there was no they're like the only the the closest thing to hunting shows that i used to see was maybe like um uh were more like fishing shows like bass masters early yep, on like a yep. saturday morning or something yep, like yep, that yep, i i've never yeah not until not until like you know, within the last year, did I know that like honey, like channels dedicated to hunting existed? You know what I'm saying? But but like you said, you 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 got put onto the VHS tapes and whatnot. Yep. I started with the VHA. You know the cables that the the, the the original cables that had you had the numbers on the top of the cable. The yeah, yeah, yeah. They yep, yep, yep. I didn't even know what channel it was. Like I really started hunting, watching TV, hunting on TV. At, like when the the new ta- the new the new um cable came out when Optimum came out, which then I started watching uh channel four hundred eight. That was that was the hunting channel. So oh really? That, yeah, and it was a couple years. I I used to buy the video cassettes and I graduated to a DVD. My man, <laughs> I used to go to Walmart <laughs> and buy the DVDs. I remember going to buy the DVDs. I used to uh, watch when the Dury Brothers was announcing a video, and I used to buy the video. Like I, I used to buy. I had a lot of video. When I'm telling you, I gave away a lot of video. I don't know if you know Tom Miranda. Have you heard of Tom Miranda? Nah, not at all. He's another legend, bow hunter. He goes around the world. Matthews. Uh, he, 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 he hunts. I, I believe he's still sponsored by Matthews. But um, he hits the grand slam like he hit the grand slam of all sheep with a bow. Records. Wow. Open Young's, Boone and Crockett's, everything that he touched was was records. Wow. Um, and he did it all all his all his the African uh hit list all with yeah. a bow. The sheeps all with a bow. He goes around archery hunting, everything with a bow. He turkeys bow. He got got all the turkeys with a bow. All the rams with a bow. Everything with a bow. So Tom Miranda. Tom Miranda. I remember right. watching when he first started his his career i forgot which which video it is that's how old it was but i remember getting the cassette player when he hit his uh, the at the the grand slam for in africa i believe it was wow all right so i just i just i 
I just jotted that down. That's another name that that's the first time I'm hearing that name. Like the Drury's I've heard of. Um, and I've looked into this stuff, but I've never heard of Tom Miranda. So I'm gonna I look that I up. I don't. I don't even like the new, the new, the new peoples that I watch on the show. That they're, they're like, I'm not saying that they're 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 wacko or nothing because I love the they hunt. They're good at it. They're very good. But if you want to learn about archery, like people like that, Tom Miranda, Jackie Bushman has been around a long time. Even though I've seen like when he hunts with his uh, his, his rifle, but Jackie Bushman. Tom Miranda, Peter Fiducia, in my eyes, that's legend. He's from New York. That's why you I know love what, him so much. He's from New York. You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna look into all those names, but I gotta tell you right now, it's bugging me out that a Puerto Rican dude from the Bronx is putting me on to hunting names. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That like that's like that's that's a trip. That's a trip. Yeah. But um Peter but listen, Fiducia, let, if uh -huh. you really want to learn about hunting. Peter Ferducia, get right. his book, The White Tail Strategy One and White Tail Strategy Two. Go on, look at uh, Peter Ferducia. His, his he's phenomenal. Like I bought my uncle that book for Christmas, his book, because that's where that was our idol. Like our I like we looked at, we followed this guy hard. And my uncle's career, um, like he he learned many things from this guy and applied it to his career. My uncle, pretty much to say, um has been successful at, at, at hunting. He, he always gets his deer and his bucks. A couple years, he ate his tags on bucks because, again, we don't shoot. We don't like to shoot any little bucks anymore. Mm -hmm. Meat for the freezer. So, like, we passed on on so many little bucks. I had three-pointers, five-pointers, basket bucks, six-pointers that, that, like, people would take. Uh, we didn't shoot, man. Nice, dang! Yeah. All right, so let let me let me backtrack a little bit. Yep. You're 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 a young kid in the Bronx or whatnot, and your your uncle though, like, what's that like to like? I mean, did he ever catch any 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 shit for like? I mean, he's dragging a a deer, you know, up to the crib and whatnot. Like, people had to see this. You know, what no, I'm saying? I mean, uh, no, no, because so. His friends are from upstate. Most of his, like his, uh, my uncle Val, he's from upstate. So mm -hmm. he lived upstate. So they will butcher and do everything over there. So what he'll bring will be a cape in a bag. Or he was very, very, he was very conservative and very, very secretive. And like he didn't like no one in his business. So uh. he wouldn't even notice that he's taking his rifles and shotguns out and nothing because he was just. Conservative, and everybody knew that he had rifles, but they wouldn't even. You know how they break into people? They wouldn't because they always thought he was a cop. So that's how how <sighs> quiet he was. He never had friends on the block. Uh, I, no, I see what you're saying. One of yeah. those, one of those, just keep to yourself, do yep. you, and yep. don't nobody needs to be in your business in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, nah, because it's the truth. I was like, I could only imagine because it, and you know, knowing what you know, our city is like now. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was asking, like, what would it have been like back then if he was carrying a dip? But that that was a smart move on his part. Yeah. You don't need to have nobody on the block knowing what he's bringing what in he's the bag or what he's doing in the whole nine. So that's what's up. The less right. you knew about him, he was the better. Like, he was that type of person. He... All right. So let, let's jump real quick to what um when I when I dove into your Instagram page, like I saw nothing but ducks be like how all right so you started out bow hunting i'm sorry you started out fishing and bow hunting where did the the duck hunting come into well waterfowling duck hunting whatever you want to call it is the same thing mm -hmm. it is a passion and i love it and i i live and i eat and i sleep and i breathe waterfowl i cannot wait till september 1st is 28 27 more days <laughs> and my fingers are itching. I, I already started buying equipment, getting the guns ready, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. But to get where I got to waterfowling, um, I used to be deer hunting and turkey hunting. You know, that was my passion. Like, I loved it. I couldn't wait to do it. And um, I used to think that duck hunting and goose hunting was for little puny guys. I was like, yeah, little punks though that they, they don't know how to hunt deer they don't got time and patience and whatnot and to get to that 
right? So you're going to laugh at this. So now I'm going to get to about the big buck because it, it, it brings this buck, big boy, is what started my passion for waterfowl hunting. Okay. So I'm hunting this deer. We're hunting. My uncle sees him like three years in a row. We see him three years in a row. And we've been chasing him. And my uncle hasn't seen them. No one's seen them. Like, I've seen them on during the rut. Slip. We used to have a lot of trail cams. Big eight-pointer. He's over 140. This guy was a brute. All wide. After years, he was beautiful deer, mm-hmm. wall hanger. So um, I'm seeing bucks like all all season. I'm seeing bucks, bucks. I've seen a couple bucks, like you know, not as much as like you know, I wanted to see, but I seen like I'll see at least a, a buck or two. You know what I'm saying? Every time I go out, I see probably a buck spike. You know, like and it kept me motivated. I see does, a lot of does. I I had does come up to me under my tree. One day, right, I mm. had 49 does. What? Nine does, and I didn't shoot not one waiting because they were all, the first, it was, it, the weather was brutal because it started snowing. So they knew it was, it was time to move or get out, you know, move. And they were in herds. And I was sitting on my tree stand, and I look over to my left because I see like a silhouette, like, here comes a doe. And behind those models, I was like, yo, I already seen. Uh, by the time I got to 12, I said, Lewis, wait it out. I was going to shoot a doe. Mm-hmm. I was going to shoot a doe. I said, nah, Lewis, wait it out. You already seen 12 deers, and there's more, and I'm seeing more coming up. I said, there's going to be a buck around. Wait it out. 49 doe, not one freaking buck, not even a small spike, not one buck. Really? Yep, and there was doe, like does leading, mature does leading the herds. Like mm-hmm. you see the, the 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 mature doe in the front, the babies and and like another doe with her babies or her two babies like that. It was like mother groups. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna see a buck. Never saw not one freaking buck. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, to go back to it. So, um, I was hunting, and I finally see big boy. We call him big boy. Finally, mm-hmm. my uncle set up a tree stand. The new tree stand that we were supposed to hunt that same freaking day. We set up the tree mm. stand. We forget to put the middle piece to hold it because it was a ladder stand. Mm-hmm. We forget the, the, the middle piece so it wasn't, we didn't feel that it was safe. I was like, oh, we're not going to take a chance. We could, but we're not going to take a chance. Mm-hmm. So we said, don't worry, we're hunting tomorrow. So I went to my original tree stand, the one, the one that we were going to get ready to take off to hunt the last day. And sure enough, if I would have been on that tree stand, the one, the new one, that day, and and would have never been lazy and just put it up, mm. put in the middle piece, I would have had that deer, that buck, because I sat down on my my old tree stand, and I looked to my right because I'm seeing does running back and forth, mm. and it wasn't a doe, it wasn't, it was a, the buck chasing her, but he's far, so I can't tell what it is. I know that something's chasing something or playing around. So sure enough, it, 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 and I'm like, that's, and, and, and not thinking logically, like, because I'm looking at them, I'm like, yo, they're playing around. I was like, and then I was like, no, it's a rut. Something's chasing down there. So um, for 30 minutes, they were chasing, like, back and forth, back and forth, and they stopped. So I'm like, okay, um, whatever. I, nothing came this way. Nothing's coming. So then I just. Something like keep telling me, just keep looking that way, keep looking that way, keep looking that way. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to my left where I usually see them come up from down the bottom of the hill. So I look to my right and I'm seeing like something come slow. I'm like, okay. And like slow, like feeding, slow, feeding, slow. Then it starts chasing. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? Usually during the rut, you know, they're just straight chasing. So I don't know what the hell it was that he was eating and, and going. So it starts like trotting towards me. And it got, and it's still like, but it was like, I, I don't know if it pick up the scent because where I was at, the wind blows everywhere. Like the wind blows it one way, then another, you got to hunt the, even if you could hunt the right, like the right wind, it, it could be, you know, blowing from, from in front of us, behind us. And all of a sudden the winter changed. 
like this. Like we called it the bipolar win. The bipolar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if he took the the ten sixty nine that that we sprayed on the on on a tree branch, mm-hmm. on the and he saw that he started charging towards us, and then the doe comes, and he's literally twenty yards in front of the new stand. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that this is my time. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the monster bucker. Never count the chickens before they hatch, because literally he stood he stood looking like right at not he like. Not at me towards like where, where the usually the deer comes from, down the, the hill almost like. And I thought he was looking at me, but I'm like, yo, does he see me? He's looking at me with the side of the, what the fuck? I'm, so I'm still, I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the doe comes right in front of him and he just lifts his, his, his nose up. And I see his rack and just start chasing her. And, and she took him away from me. I called my uncle crying. I was like, you <laughs> fucking with my emotions. <laughs> I said they fucked with my emotions. I thought I was gonna, and I told him what happened. And he's like, "Yo!" And sure enough, when we went on the trail cam, we see everything through the video. So it was pretty fun. Um, and uh, yeah, after that, my uncle that same day, my uncle said, "Yo, let's just go geese hunting." And I said, "Nah, I don't want to do that shit." He said, "I don't give a fuck. We're going geese hunting tomorrow. Get the shotguns ready." get the, a decoy so we pack it up all we have to do is go to bed and, and when I, we wake up we just go we get dressed and go we don't have to pack the car up oh hold, so on, hold on hold on so you're telling me the whole waterfowling you're you diving into waterfowling all came out of from you not getting the book that you wanted yeah yeah so like <laughs> i needed a break my uncle's like yo you need a break overnight because i like you know i was stressed out i was crying like i was stressed out I thought I was literally, I and to be honest, I don't think I would have harvested that buck. I would have got that buck. I think I would have messed up on it because when I saw him, I didn't know what to do. Like, my whole body was shaking. I didn't know what to do, what I was going to do. I was overthinking a lot of shit so fast. Like, if he comes this way, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wait. And like, I'm, like, overthinking. So I, I think I, think I would have messed up on him. Mm. I, I can tell you almost for a fact because I know myself that buck I might have probably missed. Thank God, probably God did it for a reason. Like, oh yeah, you're too nervous, you're not ready. You shoot this deer and you're gonna wound him or some shit, you know. And uh, literally, my uncle was like, "Yo, you need a break. Let's go duck hunting. We need some some uh, goose hunting. We need uh, meat, you know. Like, let's get some goose meat. We got enough deer meat. Let's get some goose meat." So um. Literally, he told me to pack up. I didn't want to go uh, goose hunting. I still wanted to get back in there, but at the same time, I was a little stressed out, and I was like, you know what? I, I was like overthinking. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go tomorrow. This shit is blowing minds. So, uh, packed up the the decoys, the guns, the shells, got everything ready, left it by the door when my uncle got in from work. He used to work in Manhattan and IBM. Mm-hmm. He used to go. He used to um go from all the way over there. It used to be like almost like a two hour ride up to commute for him. He packed it up. Remember, like ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the uh, night, not morning. Sorry. He got home. We packed up the car, went to sleep, slept for like an hour or two, and got right back up so we can get a, a good spot. We was we were we were out we were out. We packed the car like one or two, yeah. Because we got up like around 2 o'clock, something like that, 3 o'clock. We didn't get that much sleep. We were running a low sleep. Um, We got to the spot that we wanted, set up the decoys. It's my first time goose hunting. Um, I'm like, whatever. I know how to shoot a gun. I shot a gun, obviously, before and whatnot. Um, I'm not even excited, to be honest. I'm just like, I'm just going to try something new. And when he called in those those geese and I and I shot my first geese, it it, it, it like triggered like lit me up like I I like instantly like oh shit like this is fun like watching them decoy the geese, pull the geese coming into the decoys, and watching the geese about to leave and no he's calling them back and messing around and finally get them to lock in and cuff wings that like intrigued me like I was like oh snap this is cool. And shooting the geese that he called, like, I found it, like, I, I, it intrigued me. 
So that um, sounds that sounds a lot like what I like about turkey hunting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The, like for me, the, the the dope part about turkey hunting is is calling them in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Is, is is having that call and response with with the turkey, with the tom, with the Jake, and you know what? You you hit a box call, dive, whatever mm-hmm. you're using. You hit your call, and then you hear them respond. Mm-hmm. Now with with duck hunting, how does that work? Like you hit a call, how do you know it's working? Because what they change their direction, they're flying, they come to you, or like what is that about? So um. Uh, it's it's more about reading reading the duck. The ducks don't see the ducks and the geese are smart. People don't give them credit. They're smart. They can spot you from sky high. They can spot when something's wrong, when the decoys don't look right, when the scenario don't look right, and they and they stay up there and they're hanging. They 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 won't come down. And you gotta call call. You can't even over call them sometimes. You know when they get. Near you, you need to know what sequence to use, you know, like slow it down, you know, light moans and, and whatnot. But it's not, it's not. People think that it's easy um, hunting, if, uh, waterfowl hunting. If hunting was easy, everybody would be doing it. Facts. The challenge and, you know, pretty much, pretty much, the, it, 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 it's, hmm. how can I explain to make it simple? Duck, ducks, ducks are weird. Like ducks, ducks. Some like during the season, early season. Like let's put example, early season geese. Right? They haven't been shot at all year, so they're they're tend like they're more likely. That's why people call them dumb to be more responsive to your calling. But when you get from September to September twenty fifth, that you get molt migrators coming like September eighteenth to the twenty fifth, that you get those molt migrators. Coming in when you get your first push of north winds, those birds that are coming from down from uh, from uh, Canada all the way, those birds have been shot all through that Canada, all the way through the Finger Lakes, all the way through Montreal, all those areas before they get to you, right? Uh, so those birds are educated and they're smart as freak. They're they're fucking <laughs> smart. They they see the wrong. So to hunt where we hunt. If you catch a harvest, not catch, if you harvest a, a, a goose or a duck, then my man, you're doing it right. Because wow. by the time they get to us from up there, from Canada to the Finger Lakes and pass all the way us, and they've been shot at, and you fool them, you're doing something right. You're doing, the, you're doing right. So the, seasons, the season starts September 1st. When does it right. end? For early season goose, fifteen man per person, fifteen birds per man, on um, September first to September twenty fifth. Then wow. it closes down and then opens back up. The seasons, I gotta check the new dates because they change them every year. Um, this year I think they start a little bit late, which sucks, but it does it because I I'm gonna get back into bow hunting. Um, Hi. So that's what's getting me back into bow hunting. And then um, once duck season starts, the first, I think, the first week of duck season, uh, I'm going to duck hunt the traditional. And then during the rut, I'm going to get back in there and late muzzleloader and try to, I'm going to try to deer hunt more this year. All right. I'm so going to try me... to put at least a good, a good, good, good amount of time into deer hunting. Nice. Um. So let me ask you with, with the duck hunting, like, um, isn't there a lot of water involved? Like, I, I, I mean, it's always by the water. Like, are you stand? Cause I know like to duck hunt, you got to have, um, what's it called? Waders. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily. Um, no, you could feel All duck right. hunt, but it's a oh, little you could feel duck hunt. All right. Yeah. 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 It's you guys just got to know how to call. You got to know where to set up. You got to know where to cut them. You got to know, you know, you got to do it. A duck hunting goes a lot of scouting, a lot of miles in your cars, you know, locating, you know, a lot of, you got to, you can't just go, oh yeah, we're going to go to this body of water and we're going to hunt. No, you got to study those birds for at least a good two weeks, you know, like going in there, going in the morning, seeing where they're flying, you know, going there in the afternoon, see where they go coming in from, what side they're coming in from to roost, you know, what food source is around, where they're going to eat. You know, mm-hmm. where's their feeding and where's their, their roosts and 
where you're going to cut them off at, you know, where you're going to run traffic on them, you know, on geese, you know, and then duck, the same thing. It's the same thing. You got to find where they're eating and you got to mm. find where they're roosts. Once you find where they're eating and where you find, find where they're roosts, you cut them off. Yeah, yeah, basically the same thing like deer hunting. Find out where they're bedding and find out where they're eating yeah, and then be able to thing. cut them off. Yep. That's what's up, B. That's definitely what's up, man. You you really sound like you... Well, I mean, you sound genuine when you're talking about like you really got a love for this and, and that's what's up. Like, I'm right now, I'm I'm mad excited for you. Like, it's just dope to, to hear, you know, you know, there's somebody else in the five boroughs, you know, a person of color that's really <laughs> to you know, uh, mm -hmm. into hunting, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's pretty cool. So, all right. So now when I was taking a look at your Instagram page yesterday, I, I peeped a logo, you know, for a brand. Tell me about that. What's the name of that? And Honey New about? York Outdoors. Honey New York Outdoors. And what that, what's that all about? So Honey New York Outdoors, I came up with Honey New York Outdoors just to represent, you know, the Bronx and put my, 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 my state on the map. You know, a lot of people don't give New York credit for, you know, hunting, you know, like they don't know that there's good waterfowl hunting. You know, there is decent deer hunting, not like Ohio, not like out west. But, you know, because you got your or your, your trigger happy people and, you mm -hmm. know, the laws that they don't got. We don't got laws like out west. They should apply those laws over here so our deer can go big, you know, mm -hmm. and invest more into the wildlife, you know, so. A lot of people, when they think about New York, they think about the Big Apple. They don't think about the, the what's outside the city limits, you know. So mm -hmm. I wanted to put, you know, New York, and it and it and it slowly changed my mind. Like right now, um, my like back then it was that just putting, you know, New York State on the map. You know, I don't want to do that no more. I think I want to help people out, and you know take new people hunting and introduce people to, to, to new things like the outdoors and fishing and duck hunting. You know, there's a lot of deer hunters like, you know, probably like yourself that had never been duck mm -hmm. hunting. And, no, and, not at all. And, and I'll tell you what, somebody, like people say, you know, once you get into duck hunting, it becomes an addiction. Mm -hmm. you know? so, See? Um, yeah. See, what you're talking about is is exactly what I'm about with with my uh with my brand with Urban Archery NYC is first it's, it started out about um about just you know learning about bow hunting specifically mm -hmm. bow hunting deer, right? Then and as I was on social media specifically Instagram, I was looking for other brothers, you know, what I'm saying in general because mm -hmm. I didn't believe anyone from New York City really hunted or any any brothers period from new york city hunted um and i found that at first i was just annoyed because i was just like yo what black people don't hunt you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but i realized it ain't even that it's just that i think it's a i've, to, I've told people and i've been saying it it's not that i don't feel like there's enough black people who hunt out there which there there mm -hmm. aren't you know what i'm saying i think it's more of an urban thing there's not many people from urban communities who hunt and that's God. what we need to, that's what, you know what I'm saying? Because whether, because like we people that come from the city limits. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because like, all right, so Westchester, bro, like last year when I took my, my hunter safety, the instructors, I had asked about, you know, bow hunting in Westchester. They were, and they fronted on me and was just like, nah, there's, there's no, there's no real public land out here to hunt. Right. So the, the, listen, the biggest deers come from Westchester County. Look it up. See, That's proven. Suffolk County and Westchester counties have the records right now. The Westchester see, County experience. I know somebody that hunt Westchester County, an old man that he's very secretive with his stuff. And I've been to his house and he has bucks and I'm like, no way is that from from New York. Hell no. Uh, he has a buck. I think it's a 12 pointer with a drop time. I was like, you didn't catch that. You didn't harvest that here. You went out of state for that. He's like, no, I swear. Uh, he's See? like he showed me like pictures, books, and state land, and where he does a private property, and I'm like, yo, like that's crazy. You see, and what you're saying, see what you're saying right now got me like mad excited. It has me lit right now because, 
because then, like, all right, so let me put it this way. So last year, those, those instructors were like, nah, there's nowhere really in Westchester to bow hunt, no public land. So I'm thinking, I'm like, I right, ain't no reason for this dude. Like, I'm new to this. So I'm like, ain't no reason uh-huh. for these cats to be lying to me. So I hunted, my my boy owns property. Um, about him. I set up trail cameras, saw a lot of does, right? So I only got to hunt three days last season. Um, and uh, what do you call it? But, of course, you know, didn't see nothing except for one doe on my first day. And, and like, she she spotted me before I spotted her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was it. So um, now that was last. Now I spent, like, a lot of last year trying to find land, you know, close to my crib. You know, say so. I don't have to, cause I got a wife, I got kids. I'm not trying to be away from home for days. I'm not trying to, like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be traveling, I want it to be a small amount of time. So I happened to post something one day, and this dude from Connecticut reposted. You know what I'm saying? Reposted what I put up on Instagram, and then it happened. Another dude from Westchester happened to see that post and was just like, "What? Urban Archery NYC?" You know what I'm saying? Like. It took someone from out of state to repost what I was doing to put me on to somebody else. And that dude happened to be, happens to be the assistant director of a deer management program in Westchester. And now nice. instead of tra- instead of traveling three hours to go pri- to go uh, hunt six acres, um, I'm now going to be traveling 45 minutes to be hunk- hunting like, uh, you know, it's, I think almost 600 acres. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So, and on top of that, so there's that preserve, there's public land to the left of that, and another piece of public land to the right of that. So, it's like, it's now it's, it's all coming together for me. You feel Did me? Did you so, have to take like a little course for that or something? No, no. What? All right. So, to hunt the preserve, I mean, the preserve is open to the public, but the deer management program, you just have to um, shoot your bow in front of them and show them that you, okay. you're... You know, from you got to shoot it from like twenty. Officer Dan, uh, uh, somebody named Dan uh, that runs that program. You have to shoot it from thirty and twenty yards. I think it is right. Yeah, I did uh twenty five yards. Yeah, is where I shot it from, yeah. and um just showing them that you could shoot your bow because you know they don't want you just you know wounding yeah. wounding a deer and stuff like that. They want to make sure you'll be able to make a good ethical shot. Yeah. So um so yeah so I'll be able to hunt that this fall and then um. Uh, what do you call? It? And then I'm also scouting the the public land next to it that you know anyone can go ahead. It doesn't don't have to be a part of that program. But yeah. um yeah. But at the end of the day, I believe it's all about you know communication. Like I'm not gonna lie, I've caught some shit from some people because because I've said it's all about oh you know um it's all about reaching out to the urban community and for for a lot of people like you say urban community. For them, that means black people and nothing else. Yeah. I'm like, nah, they don't. They don't know. Like you're coming, like from the PJs, you know, you you have black, uh-huh. Hispanic, you got Asian, you know, up and down your block everything. in your hood, everything. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like I didn't know that land existed just less than an hour from my city. Now, um, I have a place to because there's hiking trails there. My wife's already talking about she wants to go hiking. Like she's like, oh, I know you can. You're gonna be hunting there. But she was like, but you want to take me and the kids. Hiking, I was like, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Less than less than an hour from the crib. So um that's that's my whole thing is is I want to use my brand to to kind of let people see um that not only it's a black person that's hunting or that's a black person outdoors, but it's a dude, a middle a middle-aged dude, you know, with a wife, with kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that's going out hunting. That's able to to get out there and do it. And let me ask, how old are you? I'm 29. 29. You see, I'm saying yep. you're a young cat. You you still got mad. You got mad years, mad years to go. You know, in this in this sport, in this industry, in this community. It's, it's God's willing. Yeah, God, God willing. willing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But um, and and the the amount of knowledge you've you've gained. You know what I'm saying? And What's cool is you had somebody to put you on. I love and I commend you for what you just said. You're talking about um, you're not only looking to, you know, gain more experience in the sport, but you're looking to put other people on. And yep. that's what that's what a lot of, like I hear a lot of people talking about 
um about recruiting you know what i'm saying they talk about that the the number of people in the hunting community those numbers are going down you know what i'm saying i think and i've been putting it out there to a lot of people to a lot of brands and whatnot like yo start marketing and not even marketing start reaching out to the urban community you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know how don't give it like i'm trying i've been brainstorming trying to come up with ideas and mm-hmm. stuff like that but it's they i think like if you're really if the hunting industry is really looking to boost hunting numbers they need to start reaching to urban community because yo we we the future of this shit honestly yeah. you yeah. know what i'm saying if yeah. we ain't putting if we ain't putting other little kids on you know what I'm saying? Then it's, it's gonna, gonna keep, be it's gonna keep going down because people are yep. these kids are oh Fortnite, Call of Duty. Oh like, son, they want to be outside. They they want to be in Fortnite and Call of Duty, the video games. Don't don't get me started on Fortnite. Don't get me started on Fortnite. My little man is eight. He had about a month ago. He asked me because um, I have he has a little a little bow right mm-hmm. and um. I needed to buy more arrows for him. He asked me to buy them for him. And around that same time, his older brother put him onto Fortnite. And now I bought these arrows. They came in and he hasn't shot them yet. You know what I'm saying? He'd rather be in his grandma's house upstairs playing Fortnite. But I'm like, nah, we gotta we gotta nip that in the bud. And and it's not even just mm-hmm. just kids. It's I think it's um it's mentoring other adults too. Cause mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong. Like part of me is is thinking kind of selfishly because I want to focus on on my hunt and trying to mm-hmm. and you know trying to harvest my first deer this fall. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm doing my best to try to figure out. All right, you know somebody's helping me out. How can mm-hmm. I pass this on? So yeah, there's and, a couple. I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up with a couple uh a couple state lands that you could go try for deer with the, that you'll be successful. Like I seen in one day, eighteen bear uh, turkey hunting. Eighteen bear. Eighteen bears, the most bears I ever seen in my life. Dude, you wasn't shitting bricks. Bears. Nah, <laughs> nah. I posted a video uh, of the of the bear. Like she was like 30, 40 yards away. If I would have had a boat, she would have been dead. But. I posted her with the baby. One of them got so close, like a couple of them got so close that I just stood frozen. Like I didn't want to move or nothing. Like walking past mm-hmm. by me, I'm like, oh, walking from the trail back to the car, uh, uh, a mama bear with some cubs. I'm like, oh, uh, deer's ton. I seen like twelve deers in one morning while turkey hunting. There's a whole bunch of deers, and this day, I saw, I'll get you pointed in the right direction, help you out with that. Appreciate that, brother. But you got to come out duck hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, here's the thing. It's funny because yesterday when we spoke on the phone, you talked about September 1st. I wouldn't be able to come out duck hunting with you to the end of September because September 1st, that's my mother-in-law's birthday. September 6th, that's my wife's birthday. So that's like a good week and a half of celebrating birthdays. My wife would kill me if I try to go out hunting. Try to make it out for September 24th and 25th. That's the best time anyways. The last really? few days of the season, yeah. The molt migrators come in, and you get early season is always good because you're just getting back in there, right? But the best time is from the 18th to the 25th. All right. So now you know what I'm curious, um, because I I've seen on your gram, yo, you, my dude, like you harvest a lot of ducks, a lot of a lot of waterfowl in general. Like mm-hmm. you, I've I've never really spoken to a duck hunter. What do you do with all of that, like? You actually you keep all that meat? Yeah. I only harvest what I eat. And um how you say it? Those ducks, you could depending on what species you hunt, like a like the geese, you get big chunk of steaks out of them. But the ducks they're small, so you need a lot of ducks in order to whew, to fill up your belly. Because right. they're they're small, the breasts are smaller. And then, you know, the rest, I, we don't throw it out. You know, we grind it up for the dogs and stuff like that. My dogs, that's what's raw. Up. they're on a raw diet, so. Dang. All right, that's what's they, up. They only eat raw. All right, so um, let's start rounding this out. What are your plans for this fall? I already know September 1st comes, you're duck hunting. So from no, September geese. Geese, I'm sorry. Early geese. Goose. Early goose. Um, what, what's happening after that? Uh, Then after it's done. Wait till mm-hmm. October first is when deer season starts. I believe I got to check yep. the date. Yeah, and October first is early, early bull. 
I'm getting out for some deer until the duck season opens. I'm going after some deer. I'm gonna get some free some um some dough and a dough. I'm trying to get at least a dough or a buck in the freezer. Uh, sounds like. I really want to get my first buck this year, so I'm gonna dedicate a little time during the rut to to hunt mm-hmm. the rut. Cause uh, right. during the rut is when you see you have potentials of seeing them because they're chasing all day. That's what's up. All right, man. So, um, one of the last questions I like to ask you know, during the interview is what what piece of advice could you offer a new a new hunter? Like, if there's something that that a new hunter absolutely needs to know, if there's that one thing that you'd be like, "Yo, Cliff, before you head out, you need to know this, or you need to do this, this, this." What would that be? So. There'll be four things, maybe three to four things. First thing is never take no for an answer. Where there's a will, there's a way. And mm-hmm. and just keep focus on it. Don't be like me that quit, right? After mm-hmm. so many times, I could have possibly had my deer ready. But, you know, I grew a love for waterfowl. So it's a it's a both a double-edged sword. Um, mm-hmm. Always check the weather. Uh, Safety is always first. Remember, safety is always first. And introduce somebody into hunting. And don't be afraid to hunt with others. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. And and last thing, man, where can people find you on social media? So you can, I, I got Facebook. It's uh, New York Waterfowler on Facebook. Because uh, I changed my name on there. Uh, mm-hmm. But if on Instagram, which is uh, where I'm at 90% of the time on social media, you can they can find me at Loving underscore waterfowl hunting that's my that's what's up yeah i see i see you mess with youtube a little bit though you have some youtube content uh i just started it it started with youtube it's like uh it's a lot of a lot so i started editing myself and i started seeing the the person my shout out to peter with thunderstruck outdoors he did a lot of my editing Mm-hmm. I see what a little taste of what he uh, to make a four minute video. It took me almost all day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which I'm still, and then it's I started short. It's, I'm still gonna do videos, edit them, but you know, it's a lot of time, a lot, a lot of time consuming. So what I'm gonna do is, is you know, I'm working on a documentary actually. Um, and on the documentary, um, that we're doing, me and my boy Frank and uh, Peter. We're doing the documentary on how I got into hunting and, you know, things that I've been through, obstacles that I overcame, because I've been through a lot. I've been shot, sliced with a machete. I've been through hell and back. I'm not supposed to be here. Um, Damn, son, that sounds like a regular Saturday night in the BX, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to let people into my life a little more and Mm -hmm. um, with this documentary. And um, hopefully it helps somebody out, you know. That's in the same situation as me, as me, or been in the same situation as dealing with something, and you know they they need help. So um, that I'm working, and I'm gonna put on YouTube. And uh, yeah, man, uh, a lot of things are are, are coming um, this season. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of lot of a lot of things to expect. You know, brand new content, the documentary, um, a lot of filming I'm gonna do. So you know. They could expect a lot this season because last season it was a delay. I didn't get my camera, but this season is it's gonna be full in full effect. All right, no doubt. I appreciate that definitely, and I'm looking forward to it, especially that documentary because I mean I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? Especially to hear with with physically just what you just listed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, uh, it's I think. There, there's plenty i'm i'm pretty sure you you already you already know cats like yourself probably growing up i know cats growing up that's been through some crap like that you know what I'm saying that yeah. hopefully maybe if if a, a a young dude coming up or a young lady even you know what i'm saying coming mm-hmm. up sees be like yo uh this dude lewis is from the bronx he's from my block or this dude cliff is from Bro- i'm originally from brooklyn but it's from brooklyn lives out in queens they go out and they they're able to do this why can't i you yeah. feel me and then be able to put them on so definitely let me know when when that documentary is out i have i have no problem i'll, I'll be more than happy to support that yeah. um help you know put that out there for people to see 
Yeah, maybe what, what, but right before it, it is about to drop, I come on the podcast and we can let everybody know and let all your fans and your followers know, and so they can stay tuned and just give them a little sneak peek. No doubt, sounds like a plan. A sneak peek, do something like a trailer or something so they can uh, hear. You know, sounds like a plan. Sounds like yeah. a plan. All right, brother. Listen, thank you. I truly appreciate you taking the time out to you know speak with me and whatnot. Um, I appreciate you, know, you for having me on here. No, nah, no, nah, no doubt. And I definitely uh gonna have to have you back on uh some more because like I said, dude, like like I was called, man, you're a unicorn. You want me to tell you something quick that's gonna have go you laughing that I've, I've been trying to, but it always slips away. So I went all the way to the Finger Lakes. This uh, is Savannah, New York. That's mm-hmm. like five hours from here. Literally. All right. A couple hours, a couple hours away from the border to Canada, or not. Mm-hmm. So to make a long story short, I'm duck hunting with my boys, um, and it's a, a lot. I'm gonna say it in the next podcast when we get in uh, everything in detail. But to make a long story short, um, I'm going to the car and I see him all red, looking at me, and this white guy. He's talking to this other white guy. You can tell he's a red hillbilly redneck. His accent and everything. He was mm-hmm. like, oh. He was like, I was just telling your buddy I never seen a black man hunt. Good for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I looked. I started laughing. I was like, sir, I'm not black. I'm Hispanic. And, and I said, he's like, oh, it's all the same thing. Good for you. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I didn't take it. I didn't take it. It, it was like he saw like something like he never seen a black person hunt. Like it, He was so amazed by it. And he started asking me questions. How did I get into it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he was amazed. Like, he was like, i never seen someone of color hunting like this. I was like, I didn't get offended by it. But you know, but you know what it is? I think we got to play that role sometimes. We got to be on that humble. It's our fault. And it's our fault that we don't come out. Like, I got now. We're not the only ones, man. I I go on. We're not. People from Georgia. Like. Feather chase, um, waterfowl. There's a whole bunch of people uh, in, in the black, like Halon Chronicles. I think that's what yeah, they yeah, yeah. See, but, a- but here, but here's the thing, though. I don't mean to cut you off, but the yeah. thing that I'm finding, the thing that I'm finding is that most of the black people that I come across on social media that hunt, right? They all yeah. from down there. Down, from south. down south they're yeah. not from big cities like us nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah. which i'm not knock i'm not i'm not knocking it at all yep. but how many cats how many cats you know um i mean all right so you've been you've been uh waterfowling and, and deer hunting right um since you were at least a teenager right yep. how many how many cats besides your uncle do you know in the bronx that hunt oh honestly maybe one or two out of a city of millions you know what i'm saying and then yeah. and then people people uh most of the people i've come across in new york city that hunt right are white you know what i'm saying yeah. so like i was saying like i was saying before like i was catching and that's why for, I, I went recruiting not to cut you off i i recruited like this season mm-hmm. i recruited this guy from work that's always asking me yo can i go can i watch you can i go i said why would you go and waste it why don't you come and join me on a hunt why don't you come hunt with me why don't you get into it? Because he found a thing. I'll teach you safety. I'll teach you this. And literally, he took his safety course class. And mm-hmm. um, he, he's, uh, no, he's taking a safety course class on 20th. I don't got no doubt that he's going to, he's not going to pass that. He's going to pass See. it with flying colors. And I'm going to introduce him to the outdoors. His first hunt is going to be probably in September. You know? See, that's what's up. That's what's up. Because we gotta like keep I was saying spreading the love and the and the positivity and, and facts, facts. People a lot of people facts. are reserved and you're gonna learn this since you just started this year. A lot of people are res- are very secretive, are very um and not to say uh sound like a, an ass, right? A lot of people are, are um I wanna say a professional because I don't want no one look I don't care. A lot of people are pieces of shit. You know. And Zappo, Long Island, um, cockiest people I've seen, not all of them, because I got friends from there, but a good majority of them, cocky. Like, you ask them, hun, hey, could I possibly, you know, pick your brain on where should I, oh, uh, you can start by uh, hunting the city, uh, like, they'll, they'll throw, like, a sarcastic thing. Like, there was mm-hmm. this guy, 
oh, that said, you know, where can I catch this sea duck? Ah, you could start right next to the Statue of Liberty. Like, come on, dude. This is already a dying sport. You're going to go, the guy's just asking where a recommendation, where could he go hunt, you know? And it's and it's sad that 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 these people are like there's people like that out there. Instead of you know, hey, you don't need to show the spot. Hey, go to this this state land. You know, try here. You know, or try this. You know, they they tend people tend to be ignorant and and try to put people down like uh, tell them stuff like that, which people get disgusted and that's why people are also dropping out of hunting because of people like that. Yeah. Hey, real quick. I think you're co- I think you're covering up your mic on your phone. Oh, sorry. No, no, yeah. that's all right. So, but see, the thing is also also that I've that I've found like the impression that I'm getting is also because there isn't. It's not like it's not like you're talking about the other states where you can hunt big bucks and whatnot. Um, that dudes are mad secretive about it because they don't want no comp. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to tell you where where they hunt. And you know what I'm saying? So I kind of get it, but then. You can't complain about, you know, why we're losing public lands because no one's really hunting them. And, you know, the state. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So we got to put people. We have to public land. It's public. Exactly. If it was private property or or, it's understandable, it's understandable that you don't want no one in your spot when you get there. And some people are, you know jackrabbits and those are the people that, that mess it up for the other people too because there is good people not all people are like that there's good people that say hey come with me and then the next day without a phone call from the dude he's in his spot you know and that's disrespectful it, it goes both ways if somebody's introducing you to something have mm-hmm. a little respect yeah it's public land i get it but you didn't know about that have respect to hate that person of yo john doe are you hunting today no, is it okay if I possibly hunt here because I have nowhere to go? Ask see, permission because no, he's okay. not asking. You know, he he can just be. A, but you know what? It'll stop the 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 back and forth that's going on with with people saying, "Hey, you know, hunt the Statue of Liberty." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and see, you know, it's just respect, mutual respect. No, I I agree because like I've, I right now the person mentoring me. It's funny because if you th- if you think about all the shit that our our city is going through, right? Well, not even the city, the country is going through, right? With 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 politics and, and New York got worse with the COVID. Yeah, we facts. Most with, with, with the COVID, with with cops and the whole nine. With this yo, fucking governor too, uh, him, him oh, too. I'm sorry. All this. Yo, and, and the and the Blasio. Don't get me started oh on the Blasio. Don't get dude. me started on him, man. So I got so I got lucky with the dude that's putting me on. You know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, I'm a I'm a middle aged black man from Queens, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is a young, uh, 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 a young white dude who's a cop. You know what I'm saying? Nice. By, so, by society standards, right now, we shouldn't even be associating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what the people want to do. Also, let me ask you a question. Right? Go ahead. I'm going to say straight up and, and, and not to th- take this away from anything, right? Mm-hmm. People, people, it's hard to be us in the society. I get it. It is. I've been called a nigger. I've been called a shit con monkey gorilla. I've Damn. been called, I, and, I, and I like, I'll send you texts and so you can see what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. But my friends, there's good white people out there. Why would, why should I? dislike a white person or a cop right people that we call why why should i uh, support this this fund the cop the people that when somebody gets hurt shot or something the first people we call is who yeah it's 911 they're the ones that are helping us yeah there is ignorant assholes that mess it up for the next cop but not we shouldn't make all of them pay just like we shouldn't make all the other white people we shouldn't we shouldn't judge all the white people just because one one person called you uh, n-word all my friends Agreed. majority of my friends like coming are black i've been mm-hmm. raised with black those are my those, that's like I, like this is my family you know uh-huh. but my friends now also too that hunt with me are italian uh italian albanian white american you know and they're good people they're not bad people and they they're so genuine we shouldn't 
let ignorant people divide us. And that's just honestly speaking. But you know what? It is hard to be Puerto Rican. It's hard to be black. It's hard to be, you know, in this society that we're living in now. But we shouldn't, right. we shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, let that, you know, get in our way from judging other people. Like, I don't, I don't pay attention to that. I, I judge somebody by their heart and their mind. And, and like, like you heard when, when that rapper, little baby said, you know, I don't, I don't judge by, by how they look. I judge by the heart and the mind. That's how I felt. Cause nice. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know by your heart, who you are as a person, and your mind. I can tell your character, who you are. No? I mean, that's just what I can say. Like, let's stay together. Let's not divide. People like that, you know, and there's a lot of people like that. And it's sad, you know. You, like I said, I got your back, man. You need no, to same here. Deer. I appreciate that. I don't that. hunt deer like that. I'm going to get back into hunting. But my passion is waterfowl, and I am going to get into deer hunting back because I'm not saying I'm going to quit, you know, real outdoorsman mm-hmm. does everything but i'll be happy a hundred percent to show you good spots that you won't go and that you'll go and you'll see deers and you won't be wasting your time i'll be open you know to helping out because that's just me i love helping people i'm trying to get inner city people into hunting like the same mission as you and i think that man me and you can partner up and get more people like us in, involved in this and this and this and this not i don't even call it a sport i call it a lifestyle because it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. to me. It's what I live and I eat and I breathe and I sleep. And I, every day I wake up, I'm thinking about hunting. And it's just, it's a part of me. It's a part of me. So that's what I'm doing. I'm aiming to get more people involved. Like, I take veterans out. So next thing is to keep getting people from the city involved. Because us people, we need to stick together, too. Can't let, we can't divide. Yeah, can't. I, gotta I, like, I like what... I like I like what you said. Don't let negative people divide us. So yeah, more or less multiply. On, facts. All right, brother. Listen again. Thank you, man. I appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. Um, a no, lot I of dope stuff. You for having me on here and letting me come and talk and 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 uh, get to know you, uh, another brother, you know, from the city, just like me that that grew up in the same place. You're from Brooklyn, man. So <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yo, we can relate. <laughs> facts, facts. Just got that broad daylight. We're going home dude, and everything. Dude, man, <laughs> we 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 gonna talk. We gonna talk. That's a, yeah. that's another podcast. That's another yeah, podcast. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, my brother. All right, brother. Yo, stay blessed. Likewise. And that, my friends, is that. I really enjoyed the convo, and I hope you did too. I'm definitely going to have Lewis back on again. I'm going to need to catch up on how his season went. Heck, I might even join him on either a duck, goose, or a deer hunt. We'll see. And on that note, y'all stay blessed and remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own.